Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like all of us, we only have really one life to live, right? And you want to spend it doing things that are valuable with your time. Um, nobody's going to remember any of our names um, in 150 years, mm -hmm. but they will, you know, hopefully there's an impact that all of us can leave from you all really shaping the national IT community and nationally, as well as, you know, anything that we can do in the healthcare side. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. This is the Job Stories Podcast. We just want to talk to you about you, what you're doing now um, at Employer Advisor, and we'll let you get into all that. But we just want to talk to you about your story, you know, what you're doing now, how you got there, and values and things like that. So we'll go ahead and get the ball rolling. If you don't mind, just quickly introduce yourself and what is your job now and where? Perfect, Tom. My name is Brian Freeman. I'm the CEO of Employer Advisor. We're based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we help about two and a half million employers. Our mission is to help two and a half million employers find and connect with top rated insurance brokers. Awesome. <clears throat> um, so let's back up a little bit. So CEO and founder now, like get us kind of into that. How did that become about? I'd like to hear some part of your story because we like to, me and Matthew talk about this a lot, but um, we do have quite a bit of like, we have kind of a two-folded audience a little bit, candidates and then also entrepreneurs. So I think that that would be really cool that maybe somebody is hearing this, like, how did, how'd you come to see, how'd you, how'd you come a founder of a company like that? Like, how did we get there? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I spent uh, coming out of business school, I had the opportunity to go work at HCA or Hospital Corporation of America in the strategy group. Um, I started off as an analyst there. And the things that I loved about being at HCA is just you, you felt like you had the opportunity to make an impact on a patient every single day. You think about anybody walking doors into a hospital, it's one of the worst moments of their lives, right? For the mm -hmm. most part, um, they're scared or they're injured or they're hurt. And so the opportunity to come to work every day thinking that you can make a, anybody's day just a little bit better, that was uh, awesome. That's what I loved about being there. My primary role there is um, basically look for different ways to take analytics and technology and apply that to data sets to create more transparency to kind of remove friction out of the system. Um, a good example of this, and I think very people are probably aware of this, but um, one of the primary means of communication for hospitals and healthcare companies is faxing today. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing that it's 2022 and that is literally one of the most primary means of communication. I found that in nursing homes. They all use it still. It's wild. Yeah. It's embarrassing. So a patient hits the door, the hospital calls the carrier, the insurance company and says, hey, we need this information. So they fax it over. Mm. And then for that patient to be able to be admitted, the hospital runs some tests, they fax that information back over to the insurance company. They mm. process some things, and they fax back over approval. And I'm not joking, this is what's happening right now in hospitals every single day. So just uh, one of the fun projects, we had the opportunity to work with one of the large Blue Cross Blue Shield companies mm. and basically you know, a number of different HCA hospitals and automate that data flow. Uh, so just kind of good examples of there, just fun different ways to to take analytics and remove friction from the system. Mm. So you you were very tech savvy in your. Have you been like kind of how did how did you get started in such a tech centric? Can you get us kind of into that? Like like what's kind of your background from that standpoint? Yeah, great question. I wish I had a better technical skill set. It's just all about knowing uh, smart people yeah. <laughs> who are action oriented. Amen. That's about it. Um, <laughs> there's just so much opportunity. That's kind of what led to a lot of those projects. Yeah. Do you have any, because um, we like to talk to about this a lot with some of our guests and there seems to be a through line here, but have you had some mentors in your life that kind of like helped you along the way and then led to, you know, kind of aided you with employer advisor? Have you had any mentors, Brian? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a great one. Um, really, two inside of HCO, they're phenomenal, both a direct boss and then kind of a secondary boss as well. And their perception, I think the way we aligned with each other is um, their thought was, hey, if you're willing to work hard and bust your tail for things that are above and beyond your daily job duties, I'm willing to invest in you to kind of help you get along and help you on those projects. Mm. That's how a lot of those came to be. And then even kind of outside of HTA, on that actually that project we just referenced with Florida Blue, one of the vendors, the partners that we got to work with in that project, five or six years later, leaving for employer advisor, I reached out to him just to say, hey, can you help me give you some advice? This is what we're working on. And he's actually one of the primary people who then joined our board and helped to kind of put together our financing to get us to where we are today. So it's interesting. We hadn't spoken for probably 36 months in between there, but still those relationships we kind of carry through and pull you across. Yeah, I, it seems like, too, that that seems so valuable um, as you're making changes in your career, having some kind of touch point to kind of get you back grounded, like, hey, what actually matters to me as I'm making this next decision? So that's why I was kind of curious, like, as you've made some changes in your career, um, yeah, if there were some things that you were like, like, maybe maybe some things change along the way, like money used to matter, right? Or maybe it doesn't anymore. I don't know, but I was curious um, just some values that you've kept kind of all along the way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I feel like all of us, we only have really one life to live, right? And you want to spend it doing things that are valuable with your time. Um, nobody's going to remember any of our names um, in 150 years, mm. but they will, you know, hopefully there's an impact that all of us can leave from you all really shaping the national IT community and nationally, as well as, you know, anything that we can do on the healthcare side. Um, so just kind of sticking to that is, you know, you want to put your time and effort behind something that's meaningful and driving value. Yeah, that's good. Have you, um, it's kind of a personal question, so you can not answer if you don't want to, but, um, have you had to let go of some personality traits or maybe gain some personality traits as your organization has grown? Cause I would imagine the team has to be really pretty large to impact 2.5 million people. Mm. So have you, could you talk about, um, your character traits personally, and what you've had to let go or maybe acquire to lead such a large team. Yeah, that's fair. So, <laughs> you know, I love taking in data sets. I love kind of the analysis side of it. I love presenting it out, but um, mm. none of that is really uh, a sales skill. Um, that's not where I feel comfortable. That's not what I enjoy doing. We don't really realize, or at least it probably me being short-sighted <laughs> until stepping out to, or every single facet of this is really on the sales side, whether you're raising money from investors, whether you're selling to new broker clients and things like that. Mm. So that sales skill is still something I'm certainly working on. It is absolutely an art. Um, mm. So much um, appreciation and in awe of like great salespeople, people that are able to lead sales organizations. Um, so that's one I'm still definitely working on today. There are a lot more that I need to improve on and continue to work on, but that's certainly uh, the one that's at the top of the list. As we all do. Yeah. As we all do. I'm I'm very much the same way. I think um I I like to look at numbers and say, okay, this this is what we're seeing. But Mason is very much like <laughs> the talker, the salesman, the showman. So I'm my um, grandfather, I, I think. Yeah, I think we complement each other well. Yeah. Do you have anybody on your team that um, is like your opposite that yeah. you can kind of lean on to do the things that you don't do well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a guy that we work closely with. His name is Aaron Clifford. He led digital for all of HCA. We partnered very closely there together. 
Um, he's very, we're both the kind of the good yin and yang um, for each <laughs> other. When I'm down and frustrated about something, he is certainly takes the other end of the spectrum and tries to build me up and, hey, these are the things we can do. We're all about it. When he's frustrated <laughs> about something, I know it's my role to basically kind of step in and be the positive. All right, here's three or four things that we can do. So um, uh, Aaron's uh, probably the best example, but certainly have that type of energy with a number of different people that we have the opportunity to work with. That's really cool. We, we talked to um, folks about this quite a bit. It's a big conversation right now, but I wanted to get into some culture stuff, if that's all right. Like things that you maybe look for from a culture standpoint when you're interviewing, because um, I think that's helpful uh, for candidates that may hear this and then also other hiring managers. Just that conversation about culture and values that are important to you. Um, so do you mind to mention like how important that is for y'all from a fit standpoint, finding cultural fits, even opposed to like technical fits? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, kind of the two more major ones to call out is on the mission-driven side. Mm -hmm. We want somebody to be attached to whatever they're doing to put their soul into it, to know that they're having an impact and want them to feel attached to it personally. I think that's a, a key one. And the second one is basically being positive and proactive in what you do. Um, you know, people are attracted to people that are positive about things. You're able to work through problems better. People are aligned to you. And then if you're proactive, if you're looking to identify different ways to move forward, it's just a dangerous combination you can find in people. If they're both positive and proactive, mission-driven, there's not many things that can get in their way. And that's the type of person that we're looking to align with. Do you think those are things that you kind of picked up on at HCA? Because one of the first things you mentioned when we started this conversation was how how awesome that was for you to be in an atmosphere where you were helping people because when they go to the hospital, I love the way you said that. It's very real, but like that's typically like a very bad day for them, right? You get to step in and kind of help that process. Um, moving into the things you just talked about, culture for employer advisor. Did you do you look back at like the time at HCA and see that that's kind of held true even to now? Is that kind of where you picked up those? Absolutely. And I think I uh, picked those up as well, just a respect for that skill set. Like you mm. see in a, a emergency room nurse, right? Mm. She could probably or he could probably be making more money from a telehealth job, staying at home with more flexible hours. But they're there because of the mission. There's somebody that's coming in with a, a major issue and they're choosing to be there to treat that patient. Um, and just seeing that every day is just is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You seem to be, and I might be way off, but you seem to be a very positive person yeah. and always looking ahead. So do you have, I'm just wondering, and there's not really a right or wrong answer. Do you have people um, in your close circle around you that maybe spit the other side of the argument and mm -hmm. don't always come across as like, yeah, it's going to be super awesome and super great. So do you <laughs> have um, that, yin and yang to you when you're deciding um, new products you're going to implement or whatever the thing is for y'all, do you have anybody that kind of is the opposite of your personality style? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I had a young guy I used to work with that used to accuse me of being a diabetic. He would tell me I'm way too positive, way too sugary and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really that's funny. funny. <laughs> That's great. I think we've had good open discourse uh, across the team. I think people, I hope, feel comfortable to kind of share feedback and input, both positive and negative. Um, at the end of the day, kind of when we take a step back, you know, we're all in a good position, right? Like, um, you know, we all have comfortable beds to sleep in at night. You all both took a shower this morning. You're not worried about your safety, your security, your food. Like, and that, that just kind of having that as a grounding principle that, hey, life is good. We're all in a good position. That really kind of helps to frame any discussion. Um, if people are coming out from two different points of view. Yeah. Going back to maybe that more entrepreneur side, um, when you were starting this business now, employer advisor, 
are there some moments that you can look back? Like I, we talk about this a lot, but like managing highs and lows, are there some points like as you've been building it that you, yeah, you already, you already know, but looking back that you could say like, man, that was tough, but I learned a lot there. Like I'm, I'm curious for entrepreneurs to kind of maybe hear that and um, like kind of manage the lows a little bit, but also I think staying even keel with the highs too is important. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. The swings have been phenomenal yeah. <laughs> and much larger, both positives and negatives. And I think I had initially planned um, a good foundation. And there's just a good wife. When I left HCA to start this, she was three months pregnant and we were doing something in the house and didn't really have a back on the house. Mm. Um, and she couldn't have been just more supportive and positive and through there. Mm. Um, so like having that as a foundation has been so beneficial. But I can think about certain times where you're raising money and like all we had was six pieces of paper going to different investors saying, hey, this is what we want to do. This is the impact we want to have. I thought that process was going to be so much easier getting out of the gates and it, it really wasn't. Mm. Uh, and thinking through the first person that came through to say, yep, I'd like to invest. Uh, you just kind of think of being um, <laughs> at that point in time, a, a three month old who'd been crying every night for the past couple months um, after a 12 hour car trip back to my parents' house uh, for Thanksgiving and standing there, that investor calls and you're thinking like, that's all right. No matter what this says, in this conversation, like we're going to do this, it's going to be okay. You know? And mm. he's like, yep, I, I'd love to participate in a much bigger round than I thought I was going to say, et cetera. And just, uh, I can still see exactly where I was standing at that moment. Wow. What's your advice for, cause man, I've been there a couple times where nothing seemed to work. Like you think you were doing the right thing. Maybe it's going for a job and just nothing was landing or with you, you, you think you're on the right path, but can't get an investor. So what, if you look back and like self-reflect, what is your advice for somebody that's in the middle of those struggles? And like, how, how do you get out of it? Cause I, I know you like have to keep trying, but like practically what, what's your advice for people in that mess? <laughs> no, it's a good question. Um, really just to keep your head down and keep trying keep a smile on your face, no matter what's going on on the inside, like you just gotta be positive to the world and just have a good mindset for it. It, I mean, it's not easy um, financially, relationships-wise, confidence-wise. It was funny that, um, that I think it was the, the Spanx founder basically said she wouldn't tell anybody what she was working on for a solid, like, you know, a year and a half until there was a product just because she didn't want to hear negative feedback from people. It's it's hard. Yeah. Just keep chugging along. Yeah, I think that's that's what I remember. I don't know if in the moment I felt this way, but that's what was taking a beating to me when I like wasn't able to find a job or all of that was, I just didn't have any confidence. Mm -hmm. It was like, I had confidence at the first interview, but by the eighth interview with the eighth company, I was like, well, shoot, can I actually do this? Um, so I think that, that kind of rung true with me is your confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think also learning from like a sales perspective, honestly, whether it's raising money or whether interviewing for a job, like you're selling yourself. So understand who your buyer is and what they're looking to purchase. Um, and you want to meet their needs. You want to show that basically you can satisfy whatever it is they're looking for, their pain point. Um, That's good. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, I um, I was, I thank you for kind of mentioning too, we're talking about the highs and the lows, because that is something, you know, as, you know, entrepreneurs, but I will say uh, our experience in Nashville uh, being here has been pretty incredible. Like there's been so many people that have been willing to step in and help out. And um, it's just a very like tight knit, warm community. So how long have you been in Nashville? And has that been your experience here too? I guess, building a business here. 
Yeah, been in Nashville, we've been here 12 years um, and just a phenomenal community uh, in every way possible. You think about our company and it's basically everybody that we work with daily, especially the leadership team, um, all came from Nashville-based companies. We're taught by Nashville-based companies. All of our investors are Nashville-based investors for the most part, certainly our early investors, everybody willing to lean in and um, you know, kind of support you in any different way. And I don't feel like that culture exists really um, very many other places, certainly not the, the West Coast, kind of more Silicon Valley. Um, this is just very much a, a familial type culture in place, especially in the healthcare business world as you all have seen. That's exactly, that's how I've, I've felt too. We felt too being here. It's like, it's just, you know, in life we need each other. I, I, not to get too deep, but we do, we need each other. And it feels like even more so when you're building a business, I mean, it's kind of scary. Like went on a risk to kind of go do this thing. And I'm sure you felt the same thing, but like there are people that have jumped in. It's just, it's really cool. It, I've felt the exact same way you just mentioned. Nashville's pretty special in that regard. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, Matthew, do you have anything else? It's been really cool. Yeah, I'd I'd like to ask about um, who kind of has led you, and maybe there's nobody in your life right now, but maybe when you look back 10, 15 years, maybe there was somebody that you looked at and were like, that's a good mentor, or that's a person that I want to be like, or that's a cool business, maybe I ought to try that. Is there anybody in your life that you like looked, that you were standing on a plateau and looked ahead and said, Hey, that's a mountain I want to climb. You had anybody that's done that for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's kind of funny. Bill Rutherford, who's the CFO of HCA. Like I have always thought he's the coolest person I will ever see or know. Um, <laughs> from my first day at HCA and the first time we got to meet through now, but even across that spectrum, there have been other people who've just been awesome. Like Hallie Andrews um, in Nashville, Hal's been CEO of a number of different companies. Um, and it's just been fun watching his career from the sidelines while at HCA, seeing him at different places, take something from nothing and turn it into something over and over again. Mm-hmm. The Martin Ventures team has been a ton of fun to watch mm-hmm. um, and kind of seeing all the investments they've made over the past really 24, 36 months and what they're trying to do. It's just, there's a lot of great things and a lot of people to um, admire and look up to in this community. That's cool. Yeah. Cause we, we kind of had that in mind when we started these conversations was like, who's the person right out of college? that's looking at this CEO of this really cool company, they may be thinking like, I could never get there. But like hearing your story, like there's a path and they can. So that's, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of the person we had in mind when we created this. Um, So you just nailed it on there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. How, how could people connect with you if they want to either through email or LinkedIn or Twitter? How, how could people that listen to this connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. LinkedIn is probably the easiest way and most efficient, for sure. Perfect. Easy. Thanks, Brian. This has been really cool. Appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Absolutely. See you, man. You take care. Later. See you.